I'm excited to get into scripture where we take our cues of life from to get some biblical anchoring for this idea of home groups. If you haven't been with us, uh, Pastor Andrew has been leading us in the past five weeks through our sermon series in Acts. We've been focusing on chapter 15 of Acts, exploring this idea of cultivating an environment of grace. Now, our theme for the book of Acts is countercultural community. That's what we've been breaking apart, looking at different aspects of that. And what greater way to describe a home group than an environment of grace? That's countercultural in the times that we live in. Grace is so needed. Now, we saw last week, if you weren't with us, that even in these communities of grace, there are times when conflict arises. Oh, yes. You put two imperfect people in the same room, and within time, the grace runs out. And so we saw last week in Acts 15 how in those times of disagreement and sharp conflict, there is a time when Parties must step away. Be it for a season. It's a part of community. Now, today, I want to take us back to Acts, Acts chapter 2, actually. We studied this passage last year in October. If you have your Bible, turn there with me, Acts chapter 2. And if you don't have a Bible, please raise your hand. We would love for you to have a Bible to follow along with us. That's a gift to you, in case you don't have a Bible at home. It's on page 531, Acts chapter 2. And we'll start at verse 42. This passage for the ages has been very helpful for church planners and for churches to have an anchoring as to what church is all about. We take our cues from the believers here in Acts, beginning at verse 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. In verse 47, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord Get this, added to their number day by day, those who were being saved. God, I trust you to use your word to bless our hearts. I want to talk about the power and potential of community. The power and potential of community. Three things I want to highlight when we talk about power and potential of community. 
versus the power and potential in home groups. Also the power and potential through servant leadership and the power and potential of gifts being released in home groups. So first, when we talk about home groups having power and potential, I mentioned earlier in the service about our core four. We pray that these four qualities, keys, will be a part of every home group. Again, that there are a worshiping home group. And what that means is we gather to exalt Christ. We're not a social club. We support each other, but we're not a support group. It's the group of Christ followers that gather to worship God. Now, that would look like, as we see here in verses 42 through 47, they were devoting themselves to the teaching of the apostles. So our home groups have times in the Word, studying Scripture, God's truth. They were devoting themselves to praying and breaking bread together, worshiping, a worshiping home group. It's been encouraging hearing groups, how they gather and they sing together. There's nothing sweeter than when our group gathers to sing. We had a good brother who would play the guitar and lead us in worship. Sweet times to worship with your sisters and brothers, and worship. They're also serving home groups, and we see here how they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing proceeds to all as any had need. Our home groups become that first line, or we say first line of offense when there's a need in our church. Serving one another in love. Home groups become the place where gifts are unleashed. Do you believe that God's given you by his spirit a spiritual gift? We're taught that in 1 Corinthians 12, that each of us by this will of the spirit has been given a gift for the building up of the body for God's glory. In our home group setting, that's where it all happens. So, we have place for teachers in our home groups, facilitators. If you're gifted in facilitating or teaching, this is the space to do that. I'm thankful that we have an administrator in our home group. Our sister Carol, from the beginning, we asked her to join the team. She said she would take notes and have a roster of everybody's name, birthdays, contact information. She sends out the emails. That is an amazing way to serve our home group, and maybe even in yours. Maybe God can use your gift in that way to bless your home group. A discipling home group. We believe in home groups, life-on-life -life discipleship happens. We journey, and our journey with Christ is personal, but it's not private. And so home groups become the great place and space to grow in love grow through conflict. That's the journey of a disciple. Happens best in home group. And out of that overflow of love for each other, around potluck and conversation, celebrating, this love becomes a light 
to a dark world that's looking for hope. I mean, how do people that are diverse and different in age, ethnicity, cultural backgrounds hang out and eat together? Where do you see that happening? You're not getting paid to do it? I mean, you're eating people's food, that's because you changing, exchanging food is something special. So to do that with others different from you in your home group is a beautiful witness. It becomes a chance for intentional missional living when you invite non-believers into that fellowship. Jesus said, they will know me by your love for each other. Home groups, missional home groups. Well, all that said, that's where you find power. But it takes spirit-filled sisters and brothers to shepherd these groups. And it's by God's grace, as you had a chance to, to meet some of these amazing, dear sisters and brothers that, uh, that shepherd our groups so well. I'm thankful for each of them. Many going through transitions of their own, but still weekly, weekly spending time preparing to love on God's people. I mentioned before that we gathered for our home group retreat this year to specifically talk about shepherding. And what does that mean to shepherd your home group? Well, first to be reminded that you are a sheep that is in need of a shepherd. But there's some distinct functions of shepherding teams. We want to really emphasize the importance of team leadership. Well, there are four functions that I wanted to share with you as we talk about our leadership teams. The first is that a leadership team, a shepherding team, will know their members. A shepherd knows their sheep. We read this morning in John 10 how Jesus declares that I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and my sheep know me. And so for this shepherding team, ways of knowing your sheep can look simply about knowing who's actually attending your home group. Making time to get to know them. Like I mentioned before, we have an administrator in our group, and because of that, we're able to, at times, look over and realize who hasn't been around in a while, and to actually know them. Knowing is caring. A shepherding team knows their group. Two, a shepherding team feeds their group. Feeding sheep is an amazing, laborious task of a shepherd because sheep will wander and try to feed themselves, oftentimes on the wrong things. So the shepherding team has the responsibility to make sure, as we have our core four, that we're spending time in Scripture studying truth, not just random ideas, but truth that we're in prayer together, the worship, 
allows truth to wash over our souls as we sing. It keeps us grounded, being fed on the right things. In Ezekiel 34, there's judgment brought against the bad shepherds who weren't taking time to feed the flock but only feed themselves. The shepherding team will feed their home group. And thirdly, they will lead their home groups. Knowing, feeding, leading is critical for home group shepherding leadership. And this leading isn't a lording over them, but it's leading by example. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. And as home group leaders, it becomes imperative that this leader guards their heart, is in communion with God regularly. And as Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Fortunately, I'm so thankful that our elder team is committed to overseeing and caring for our home group leaders. I'm so thankful for their support so that our home group leaders, as they're caring for you, are being cared for. Fourth, home group leadership teams protect their home group members, protecting the flock. This happens best when you know your flock. When you know your people, you understand how they might be hurt, what they should be guarded from. They're sharing life with you, you're sharing life with them, and you get to understand what they're going through. When conflict does arise, you realize that unresolved conflict is one of the biggest busters of Gracefield community. There's this thing called the back door. And we talked about the door, how people will enter into your group, hospitality, an amazing gift in hosting. But that back door, that's the place where people exit quietly when they've been hurt. They haven't been around for a few months. And in knowing them, you'll understand what might have caused that. And it's really that home group leadership team's responsibility to go after at times when necessary when people have strayed away because of unresolved conflict. That's protecting. It's setting a safe space for the transparency to happen, for the sharing and the caring and the praying and the tears. Shepherding teams create that space that protects all of that. Knowing, feeding, leading, protecting. That's home group leadership. That's power. That's potential. Now, this type of shepherding takes gifting and not just the gifts of that shepherding team. As I said before, each of us have been blessed by the Spirit of God with the spiritual gift, and that gift is for the building up of the body. Are you in touch with your gift? To help you prayerfully discern that, we also placed on your chairs this little card. It talks about spiritual gifts. 
that could be used in your home group that you're currently in, or maybe in starting a new shepherding team for a new home group. Here's a plug. My brother Martin is going to need a team. So we have a very, very real opportunity right here for some real application. But what about you? So as you look at this list, it's not comprehensive because we place there other. Maybe you look at this and you say, oh, well, there's a gift that's not listed. Well, that's where that goes, right there. I want to give you some time to prayerfully ask the Spirit of God, how have you blessed me with a gift or gifts? Check all that apply. You might have more than one. And consider how God might use you in your current group, if he's not already, or what might be for the future. We'd love to connect you. So do that. Let me pray for you as you enter this time to reflect. And after you reflect, then I want you to turn to someone close to you and share with them what you have discovered. Maybe they don't know. You can share with them and listen. See what God might do. So, Father God, we trust you to take what's been shared for the growth of your people, for the growth of our community, so that the world might know that you are good and souls be added. We pray this in Jesus' name. I encourage you to turn and share with each other. If you're comfortable doing that, please do. But if you're not, no pressure. You can just sit and continue to meditate and think.
All right. Hopefully, you had a chance, if you were open to it, to share and to listen. Hopefully, there was some discovery. Maybe you hadn't thought about the gifts framed this way and seeing how that connect in a home group. But here's something that I found very encouraging from, from Peter as he writes, in chapter 4 of 1 Peter, beginning with verse 8, he says, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards, of God's varied grace. Now, I mentioned before that our home groups are growing, and many have grown. You see, to qualify that, it's our desire that these small communities be small. So, we call the glass ceiling being about 12, so you think about the current groups, how many are at 12? Yeah, beyond. And so there is room right now for growth, for multiplication, for new groups. As I look out here, I see so many people, and I wonder how many of you are actually in a group actively being a blessing and being blessed. I've invited two of my dear home group leadership team, uh, they're going to talk about their journey as separate leaders and how God has been using them. I want to start with that first question, right? Bouncing off of the list that we just looked at with gifts, what would you say, each of you, would be a gifting that God has blessed you with that you're using right now to bless your home group? What does that look like? We'll start with you, Christina. Sure. So my name is Christina, um, and I think that one um, way that I've really um, been able to kind of use a gift that I think God has grown in me, especially through um, home group leadership, is through being a facilitator. Mm. Um, I'm someone who is often more comfortable listening than speaking, and so the role of a facilitator I see is often kind of creating the space and the conversation where a lot of different voices can join in, um, asking questions, kind of setting up a discussion. That's something that um, I really enjoy and that um, I feel like I've been able to exercise in my home group um, and is also a way that God has really kind of grown me. That's good. How about you, Russell? Uh, same. I think I look at myself as kind of the reluctant facilitator, though. <laughs> um, and, uh, but I, what's good about our group is that uh, for us, we can throw out one question, and from that one question, it will go for the next 30 minutes <laughs> without me having to say anything. So maybe that's a gift, to be silent. <laughs> and so if it is, then yeah, I got go. a lot of that. <laughs> um, and then I think another one for me is service, and so I like to look for the needs of what's happening use more brawn than brain, I think. So if somebody needs something moved, I'll go and do that. So that's more me. Mm. So I was going to ask you, so if I had the shepherd title, 
Does that mean I get to wear the hoodie and carry the big stick? <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that after. All right. Uh, well, I listened to you both, and I noticed that you didn't, either of you, like, name all of them. Yeah, I noticed that. That's disappointing. I was hoping. <laughs> that's all right. We're just working kidding. on it. He's working on it. Uh, but that's not, that is not just an obstacle. But we can look at that as an opportunity, right? Because there are obviously needs that you all alone in your home groups can't fulfill. And so I, wanna, I wonder, how have you been stretched, though? You shared about your strength, but where has there been a gift that you've been stretched and seeing God use you? Let me start, Christina, if you don't mind. Sure, yeah. So one um, area where I feel like I've really had to rely on the Lord in, in leadership is sort of that aspect of shepherding and mm -hmm. sort of caring for the people in the group, especially being um, sort of co-leading a larger group um, and a large group of introverts. <laughs> um, you don't always have all of the information to know exactly how everyone is doing, um, whether or not they're being fed, how their needs are being met. And so, um, you know, like really just relying on God to, to use you and to, to be faithful in the ways that you feel God calling you to be faithful, but knowing that you're not necessarily always going to know yeah. um, the outcome of that. And so, I think a lot about like the parable of the sower and like the sower is called to sow seeds, um, but he or she doesn't necessarily know how they grow. Yeah. Um, and so that's something that has given me a lot of just encouragement. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing that I'd say is when my co-leader Desmond and I would, would gather to pray for our home group, we would, um, we'd often just like remind ourselves like this is like God is the leader of this home group. Um, these are his people and he, you know, he loves them more than we ever could. Um, and so that, uh, in sort of feeling like the weakness of not being able to fully shepherd and fully care for everyone, um, there's a comfort in knowing that God is the best one for that. And that's, that's, really, that's who he is. That's good. Thank you. What about you, Russell? Um, so my gift may be... Uh, being a good facilitator because I don't say anything. But how I'm stretched is that um, what happens when nobody says anything? <laughs> so then I have to say something. So I do have a good co-leader, uh, Tracy, and so she kind of sometimes will tag team, and that works out really well. Um, I, I think, though, what God is telling me is that in weakness, uh, my weaknesses, uh, God is strong. And so it makes me rely on him more in those situations. And I think through the Holy Spirit, it works out that much better. Mm, yeah. 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 It's beautiful seeing and hearing stories of how um, teams are working together because it takes a team to truly shepherd well that group. Um, but as you both have, see Russell, just over a year, Christina, even longer, um, I want you to talk about grace and growth. What evidence of grace and growth have you seen for you personally and for your group? Mainly for you personally, Russell. Oh, me? <laughs> yeah, where'd you start? Uh, as far as grace, um, it's just the home group people just having grace for me yeah. in, in terms of my weaknesses. Um, 
and uh, and and that that actually helps eventually turn into confidence for me to do that much better. And mm. so I think I've seen myself grow mm. uh, through that. Um, let's see. Um, also, also reliance on on prayer. You know, turning to God mm. and uh, just saying, "God, please help," <laughs> and uh, He shows up. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. That's good. What's your Christina? Yeah, I would echo that. Just the grace that the um, the people in my group have shown me has been um, just really sweet. Um, and then in terms of growth um, and grace, um, our group recently kind of has been dealing with sort of the challenge of being a large group that wants to continue to be open and welcoming, but also a group that um, wants to continue to have opportunities for deep, meaningful connection, um, which can be hard if you're if you're a bigger group. And so um, over the last few months, we've been just praying together um, for some kind of creative solutions on how we can continue to be um, this large community, but also have opportunities to go deeper with one another and really support each other. And so God's just shown us a lot of grace and a lot of answered prayers in, um, in figuring out sort of a process for starting to multiply. And, um, and it's been, yeah, I'm just so grateful for um, the ways that he's given so many of us in our group kind of a shared vision um, and sort of some excitement about what that could look like. Um, so yeah, that's been, that's been really great. That's really good. Thank you both. Appreciate you. Uh, let's thank them because this <laughs> takes a lot of work. I want to pray for you two before you run away and, um, also pray for our other leaders that are serving faithfully. Um, some aren't in a team and they're doing it as a couple. And it's tough. And so I just pray that there'll be multiplication of leaders before we have multiplication of groups. So gracious God, we thank you, O great shepherd of our souls, that you see and you know us. And I thank you for the beautiful and unique way that you've wired each of our home group shepherd leaders. I pray that you'll continue to remind them to press into you. Thank you for how you've been faithful. And as my brother has said, how you have shown up time and time again. I pray that you will continue to give us room and space to praise you. Thank you for Christina. Thank you for her partnership with my brother Desmond. Thank you for the growth and this new season before them. We pray, Lord Jesus, that this idea of growing for depth will be blessed and as has been prayed before it will be easy thank you for my brother russell for tracy for carol for my wife and thank you for the joy we get to receive in shepherding some beautiful people in our group protect us and for each of my dear sisters and brothers that are shepherding Throughout the Bay, I pray they will be encouraged even today as they press into this week to find you faithful again. And for those of us here today, God, by your spirit, continue to stir us, to move us, to surrender to you for the joy that you have for us. 
We praise you now in advance for what you'll do and how you'll grow us for your glory and for the blessing of the bay and beyond, we pray in Jesus' name. If you agree, say amen. Amen. Thank you, you two, again. Amen.